Hello, and welcome back to All Things Mysterious. I'm Jordan. I'm Matt. And we're glad you joined us to discuss some supernatural, true crime, world mysteries, and the unexplained. Jordan, how do you feel about the paranormal? Oh, I love the paranormal. So you hate the paranormal. You don't believe in it at all. I love the paranormal, Matthew. For this special Halloween episode, I've got three stories for you. Only three? Three. Well, I have one for you today. But all three of these are local. And the first one we're going to talk about is probably the one that I've had the most experience at. Have you ever heard of a little thing called the spook light? Ah, spook light. I have. As a matter of fact, I went to visit it once. Okay, so you've never heard of it. Okay. I'm just kidding. No, uh, yeah, I've been to it multiple times too. Uh, It's definitely, definitely a really cool thing to go to. Uh, You just got to know where to go. You do. Um, I went once. And I'm not going to lie to you. I am the world's biggest chicken shit. And <laughs> anyone who follows the page, Facebook page knows this. I am the world's biggest chicken shit. And I was petrified, just about peed my pants, just thinking about it and stayed in the car with the people that I was with. And I didn't even see it. It didn't come out that day. Um... Thankfully, because I probably would have just passed out in the car. (laughs) And this is the person who wants to take me ghost hunting, you guys. Ghost hunting. Oh, it is going to be so entertaining, though. You all will just hear my heartbeat in the microphone. I just want you to know that screams, heartbeat, all the panic. That was our most popular post, by the way. All of the panic. (laughs) All of the panic. All right. So now back to the spook line. So for those of you that don't know, in the heart of the Ozark Mountains, near the town of Joplin, Missouri, there exists a phenomenon that has puzzled, mystified, and intrigued generations of residents and visitors alike. What you doing? <laughs> I'm not doing anything, Matthew. I don't know what you think. I don't know. What do you think I'm doing? I don't like this. <laughs> what do you think I'm doing over here? Like you're recording me. I'm not recording you. <laughs> That's exactly you got your phone. I'm not recording oh. you. Calm down. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. This mysterious occurrence known as the Joplin spook light has defied rational explanation and continues to be a source of wonder, folklore, and paranormal speculation. The Joplin spook light is also called the Hornet spook light or the Tri-State spook light. It's a peculiar and unexplained light that appears intermediately along a remote road known as the Devil's Promenade. It's located the southwest of Joplin, Missouri. Uh, actually, technically, in Oklahoma. I forgot the city that's actually in Oklahoma. But Is it technically in Oklahoma? Yeah, I didn't know that actually. Yeah, you cross over into Oklahoma. 
Just uh, barely, though, right? No, you're pretty far. Huh, didn't know that. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, um, the, phenomen the phenomenon typically manifests as a glowing, spherical, or elongated light that hovers and moves erratically in the darkness of the night. Witnesses have described it as a ghostly light, a will-o'-wisp, or even a spectral lantern. The history of the Joplin spook light dates back to the late 19th century when early settlers of the region first reported seeing these inexplicable lights. Over the years, it has become a part of the local folklore and has been a subject of curiosity and fascination for generations. The ph phenomenon, I can't say that word and I put that word so many times in mine. <laughs> the phenomenon has been a constant source of speculation drawn both serious scientific inquiries and paranormal enthusiasts hoping to witness it for themselves. So we're going to go into some of the details that eyewitnesses have described when they've seen the spook light. There's countless individuals who have claimed to see it. I'm one of them. Ooh. And eyewitnesses describe it as a mesmerizing and eerie experience. Uh, I will say that it's not necessarily it's mes mesmerizing because it's just so out there. Like at first you don't know what you're, if you're actually seeing it or if you're just seeing something else. Uh, I don't really think it's eerie. I mean, where I go for it, it's kind of eerie because it's just like a little dirt road uh, with trees and fields all around you. Um, other than that, the, the spook light itself to me is not eerie. Ew, it's not eerie. I about peed myself. <laughs> so I didn't even see the thing and I was like, nope, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. So let's go over what the appearance of the light is usually. Uh, witnesses often describe the spook light as a spherical or elliptical light, usually white or yellow in color. It can vary in size from a few inches to a few feet in diameter. Now, I will say the few times that I've seen it, which I've seen it probably about six or seven times total in my lifetime. Most of the time it was an orange color. Uh, there's been a couple times I've seen it that it was like a bluish whitish color. But orange is, is the more common one for me um now the movement is described as erratic uh it's it can hover sway or even dart about the night sky sometimes it appears to approach observers only to vanish or recede into the distance now this i see it, like i've seen several times uh like it comes over the tree line and it like pops out for a few seconds and then kind of like just jiggles there a little bit. <laughs> the best way I could describe that. Uh, and then it'll like drop down behind the trees again. Then it'll come back out and then it looks like it's coming right towards you. And yeah, then I've heard about it coming right towards you, which is exactly why I was <laughs> like, no, no, no. All of the no, I'm out. And then, you know, yeah, it's it's creepy when it starts coming at you. And then it just like will dart back and just disappear behind the trees. Uh, nope, none of that, please. Nope. Now, the other thing is the sound it makes. It makes a sound? That's I just... didn't know it makes a sound. Well, if you let me finish, you would let, uh, understand. God, I didn't know it made a sound. Otherwise, I would have friggin' never even gone there in the first place. 
You're gonna fit. Okay. Oh Jesus! Interest Christ, sorry. Interestingly, despite its often close proximity to observers, the spook light is typically reported to be completely silent. Silent. It emits no sound or heat. Oh, okay. <laughs> I should just let you, let you go on longer than. <laughs> you had me going for a minute there. I was like, Jesus H Christ! It makes a sound. <laughs> That's the best part. Uh. Now, time in. Uh, the spook light does not adhere to any kind of schedule. Uh, while some nights see multiple sightings, uh, others may pass with no trace of the phenomenon. It often appears after sunset and disappears before dawn, obviously. Uh, but for me, there has been nights where I've seen it two or three times. And then there's other times where I've seen it no times. Uh, it's definitely unpredictable. Uh, but now let's get into the variety of experience because obviously a lot of people have seen this and witness accounts often differ regarding the nature of their encounters. Some report a feeling, feeling a sense of unease or foreboding while others describe, describe it as a serene and otherworldly experience. And honestly, I, I, I feel more towards the serene feeling because it doesn't feel like hostile or evil in any way. I mean, that's how I feel about Fred, but you obviously felt yeah. the completely opposite direction with Fred. For those of you that don't know, Fred is the ghost at our work. Uh, yeah, I feel friend. completely fine with Fred. Matt does not like Fred a whole lot. As soon as you see him in shadow form. Fred doesn't like it that we're talking about him. <laughs> Apparently not, but... Uh, when you see him in shadow form down the hallway, yeah, you won't like him anymore either. Fred is my friend, and Fred is okay with me, but I treat Fred like a friend. Anyway, sorry. Back to the story. All right. Now let's get into some of the scientific investigation. Let's talk about that first. Given their enduring interest in the Joplin Spooklight, it has not escaped scientific scrutiny. Over the years, various researchers and investigators have attempted to undercut uncover the underlying cause of this phenomenon. Why did I put that word in there so many times? A good word. You just can't say it. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> While many questions remain unanswered, several theories have been proposed to explain this. One. Reflections and refraction. One common theory suggests that the spook light is the result of light reflections and refractions. Some believe that it may be created by distant car headlights, natural gas ignitions, or other light sources, which are distorted by atmospheric conditions and appear as a mysterious light. I mean, yes and no, but how is it going to do quite all of that? Yeah. That one, I... Uh, Based on what I've seen, it, there's no way it could be headlights. It's just too erratic. It's too... Erratic would be the exact word I would describe yeah. from the stories that I've heard. And I mean, when you grow up with the spook light, you hear the stories, you hear all of the crazy directions that this thing takes. Yeah. yeah I mean, and it, it just doesn't track. No, there's no way. I mean, if you have actually seen this in person, there's no way anybody could think that it's headlights. Uh because honestly, I'm not going to lie, before I actually saw it for the first time, 
I was on that camp where I thought that it was just headlights, you know, from a road, you know, further down. And it was just like reflections, you know, of the headlights or something. Uh, and especially since I, you know, I have actually, there's one time that I saw it that is like a reddish color. So it almost looked like taillights. That would make sense. But it's just still too erratic. Like, unless someone's like doing donuts or I, I don't even know how, like, could make sense of how it was going. And the fact that it comes towards you uh, and you can see it coming towards you. Yeah, and there's then no it way. jumps back though. Yeah. yeah. And it, it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. Um, another theory is that geological activity. Uh, explores the possibility that the phenomena, phenomenon may be related to geological activity. I'm going to start rewriting your stories I for know. you. The Ozark region is known for its geological complexity, and some believe that underground faults or mineral deposits might generate electrical charges that manifest as a spook. That's slightly more believable if it's electrically charged, because I can see how electricity would kind of jump around in the air, but that doesn't make sense in ball form. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense because it it doesn't necessarily happen in the same like you can see it from different spots uh like because there's a main road that people used to go on and mm -hmm. park on the side of the road uh you've seen it there you know you can see it on that road and then the road that i go to is further down and then it's like towards the right and you go down another completely you know side road uh it's it's not parallel with the the main road basically perpendicular with you you know where you're at your backside is facing the book light road the one that everybody goes through before they shut it down uh but you know i've seen it from there and it just there's no way that it's anything like that it's just too far off the ground uh there i mean possibly but you would it, you know if it was an electrical charge you think it would like st start trees on fire and stuff well, or do, I don't yeah. know. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me, especially like you said, if it's in ball form and the movement makes a little more sense to me if it would be electrically charged, but just the form doesn't make sense. The appearance doesn't make a lot of sense. The color, at least the, the color makes a little more sense if uh, it would be electrical, but eh, eh. this one is probably my favorite one. Ooh, okay. All right. Bioluminous insects. No. I, I just like saying bioluminous insects, but some have posited F. that <laughs> you can't rate my. I already did. I'm all <laughs> Well, let me finish it Failure. first. Because some say that these are bioluminous insects, such as fireflies, that could be responsible for the spook light. These insects can emit light, and under certain conditions, their collective glow might create the illusion of a floating light. This one to me is actually the the uh, best of this, you know, of the theories so far, just because it's it's an actual thing that could happen. Uh, fireflies could group up together, and it could make it look seem bigger than it actually is. I Consistently, mean, though, over all these years, in the exact same place, I'm all not, the time. Nope. F. Sorry. I, no, I'm not saying that it is actual thing. You do this to me all the time. I know. F. Sorry. Nope. But out of the other two, it is definitely the best. Uh, now, what if it's bioluminous insects and reflection and refraction? See, I thought about that too in my head, but then I was like, mm. See, those two actually, I mean, that's the 
best theory. I mean, I don't think but that's that, what it is. Like, put those all together yeah. at the same time. Like, what kind of crazy well. circumstances since whenever this started would have to come together? Yeah. And, you know, um, the last theory is probably the laziest theory that they have. Uh, Ooh, lazy. I like lazy. Yeah. It's the typical psychological factors. Uh, skeptics argue that many reported sightings are products of psychological factors, including expectation, suggestion, and optical illusion. The power of suggestion, especially when combined with the spook lights folklore, could influence witnesses to perceive a light that is not actually present. Mm, I don't believe that, actually, because and, yeah. just too many people have literally seen it. And for reference here, before I actually saw the spook light for the first time, I was very much a skeptic on the spook light. I did not believe it at all. Uh, a friend of mine actually took me out there and I thought it was going to be a waste. And in fact, the very first night that we went out there, I that, that was the very first time I saw it. Um, it you know, it's I, I could understand how and maybe in some cases that's the possibility that some people just, you know, want to see it so badly that they see something that they think is in some of them yeah but like not all cases can be that way and that's the that's my biggest problem with this is that that seems to be the go-to for skeptics is that it's some kind of psychological factors Mm -hmm. uh that's just to me lazy but i think it's paranormal entirely yeah I'll agree with you on that because despite these theories, none offer a definitive and universally accepted explanation of the Joplin spook light. The phenomenon remains an open mystery that challenges our understanding of natural and psychological phenomena. Which basically means science can't prove paranormal things are real. Oh, science. You'll get there eventually. So, I mean, I like I, I, the spook light is something that if nobody's, you know, if there's somebody listening that hasn't seen it, I would really, really recommend it. Yeah. Uh, and maybe for our first ghost hunting adventure. Oh, dear Jesus, no. We'll take Jordan out there so she can see it. Oh, God. Oh, you know what? For you, I would go see the spook light. Out of all the things, that would be the least torturous. Well, then we're definitely going to go to the nest, this next one. Um, this um, one um. is the Devinal, Devinals. Devinals. <laughs> <laughs> the Devil's Promenade Bridge. Okay. That scares me. <laughs> Got the devil in it. Not loving that. Known as the epicenter of eerie encounters, <laughs> it was recon- reconstructed after a catastrophic catastrophic collapse transforming from a rustic wooden and iron structure to a foreboding concrete bridge yet even after its reconstruction inexplicable phenomena persist and the legends of old continue to haunt this place situated in the proximity of Quapaw's powwow grounds this bridge holds profound connections to native american folklore Oh, well, that makes it extra spooky because I just feel like they have an extra connection to the supernatural. And at the end of the story, I oh, will God. reveal some details about this one. Great. 
Among You're going to make me go, aren't you? God dang it, people. The look on his face says yes. Damn it. I didn't tell you this, but this Halloween special is just all the places we're going to first for our... The look on his face says it's <laughs> true. You people oh. did this to me. <laughs> so uh, I will get my revenge. <laughs> Among the many, many leg legends about the bridge, one stands out like a ghostly specter. The Tale of Lover's Leap. Have you heard of Lover's Leap? I actually haven't. This one's a good one. <laughs> and uh, this cliff, aptly named Lover's Leap, looms over the river near the bridge. It tells the tale of two young Native American lovers torn by their tribe's rivalry, defying the world's cruel logic they chose to be together in the realm of the dead. Under the Shroud of Midnight, the legend says that if you dare to cross the bridge three times, you'll hear a haunting splash reminiscent, 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 reminiscent. I can't say it either. <laughs> of their final plunge into eternity. Now, if that's not creepy enough, the Deer Lady is another figure that's said to wander the vicinity of the bridge. Half deer, half woman. She emerges unpredictably from the surrounding woods. Some believe that it takes traversing the bridge thrice or more to summon her eerie presence. Yeah, we're not doing that. But beware, for it's not just the dear lady who makes her present known. Yeah, we're not doing that. The devil himself is yeah, rumored to appear, making this bridge a spectral hotspot. Matthew. We're not doing it. All right. Let's go a little more into the dear lady. Because this is actually really neat. Uh, drawing inspiration from Native American folklore, the dear lady brings to mind the ominous spirits known as the Skinwalker and the Wendigo. Skinwalkers are shapeshifters able to assume the form of any animal they choose. But there's always an unsettling, unnatural aspect to their mimicry. The Wendigo, on the other hand, takes on the form of a towering, emaciated being, a grotesque fusion of deer and human. Legend has it that a Wendigo is born when a Native American commits cannibalism before their death. Thinking or talking about these spirits is said to draw them near you. <laughs> We're definitely not freaking going. Jesus. At Devil's Promenade Bridge, you'll find more than just tales of terror. On one side stands a cemetery, a resting place near Lover's Leap, while on the opposite side lies a park. This park was a popular camping ground during the powwow, attracting curious souls. A group of teenagers embarked on a journey to the cemetery, walking across the bridge and sharing the eerie story of the ill-fated lovers as they gazed over the cliff into the dark waters they heard nothing only disappointment but then as they began their trek back to the bridge the sound of footsteps pursued them a frantic rush they turned and their hearts nearly stopped in that fleeting moment, they saw nothing, but heard an ominous splash in the river, 
Rushing to the edge, they peered into the depth, searching for any signs of life. But the water remained still. Empty. One of them, however, insists they glimpsed a shadowy figure out of the corner of their eye. We're not going. <laughs> we are totally going. We're not going. I don't want to die. <laughs> In the heart of this bridge's haunting <laughs> legacy, the boundary between the living and the supernatural blurs. I and don't want to die. Step you take could lead to the unknown. Yeah, I like knowing. Welcome to the world of the Devil's Promenade Bridge, where Cut. the mysteries of the night come to life. No, I'm good. <laughs> nope. Mm -mm. So, uh, the main reason I want to talk about that one is because uh, great storytelling and everything. Just uh, no. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So, there's a little. Um, so there's a little parking area, uh, like down by the river, uh, where you can see the bridge, and. We, there's one night that me and my friends went in the park, you know, because we heard the stories too, and we wanted to see him. Now, why? <laughs> because it's awesome. Uh, no. <laughs> so we didn't hear. When any you saw Fred, did you think it was awesome? Well, that's different. I wasn't expecting Fred. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but we were we were sitting, you know, probably about I don't know 200 feet from the bridge, so we weren't close to the bridge. Uh. And all of a sudden, you just see like a light on the bridge. Just, you know, almost like a lantern light. Just kind of, you know, float in there like someone was holding the lantern. And then all of a sudden, the, the light just like jumps into the water. No sound, no nothing. And we are totally crossing that bridge. Matthew. Ah. <laughs> uh. You guys are going to kill me. Everyone like like this podcast and leave a comment that I'm says you want Jordan to go see the spook light and Devil's Promenade Bridge. I will go and see the spook light. I will do that. I will I will torture myself to go see the spook light. That's fine. The bridge, I don't know. I don't know about that, okay? I don't know about that. I might even do the ghost hunting thing, okay? But this bridge, that's kind of freaky. I don't know about it. I don't know about it, okay? I don't know about it. All right. Well, how about this next one then? Matthew. Oh, fine. What else do you have? We journey to the heart of Joplin, Missouri, where the serene sounding Peace Church Cemetery conceals a dark and ghostly secret. Ooh, 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 ooh. Hey, guess what? What? I've actually been there once. Have you? Yeah, I have. And um, I ran screaming back to the car. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually been there once, too. I did. I, did. Uh, I ran screaming back to the car because I felt immediately <laughs> like I should not freaking be there. Yeah. I just immediately, like, we got out of the car because me and my, uh, oh, God, I wish I remember who I went there with. I, oh, God, listen, I was a teenager and I was stupid. Um, <laughs> we all do that. When we're teenagers, we are dumb. At least I think I was a teenager. I don't know. I was young. But it was like night, 
it was at night and we were like, yeah, we're going to go listen for ghosts and look for ghosts. And yeah, we, we went there and we got out of the car and I immediately felt the hair on my back of my neck stand up. And I was like, nope, <clears throat> nope, nope. And I got back in the car because being alone in the car at the cemetery was less scary <laughs> than being with my friends in there. <laughs> oh, I loved it there. It's a nice place. Despite its name, Peace Church Cemetery is anything but peaceful. Correct. Paranormal investigators have been lured to its secluded graveyard and their findings are spine tingling. Visitors have reported mysterious sounds disembodied voices echoing in the night the eerie lights flickering among the headstones but it doesn't stop there some unfortunate souls even claim to have been pelted by unseen debris and they return home with unexplained scratches etched into their skin sounds about right but the true horror that lingers in the shadows of this old burying ground is a shadowy figure known to lurk along its edges. The stories of this elusive specter will send shivers down your spine. Peace Church Cemetery is one of the oldest resting places in Joplin, housing the city's earliest founders and pioneers. Yet it's not the historical historical figures that draw the most attention. The most notorious resident, a man who sowed chaos across half a dozen states, remains buried in an unmarked grave just outside the cemetery green grounds. Billy Cook, a 21-year-old Joplin native, embarked on a nightmarish 22-day kiln spree in 1950. He began by kidnapping a motorist in Lubbock, Texas, thrusting him into the trunk of his car. Though that first victim managed to escape, Cook's reign of terror was far from over. He soon seized the Moser family, forcing them at gunpoint to become his unwilling accomplices as he traversed the Southwest. After only 72 hours of unimaginable horror, Cook callously executed the entire Moser family, including, you're going to hate this, Jordan, including their innocent dog. Man. A relentless manhunt ensued. Don't kill the dog. But not before Cook added a deputy sheriff in California to his growing body count. Eventually, he was captured in Mexico and sentenced to death in the gas chamber at, and at San Quentin. When the time came to lay book, 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 lay Billy Cook to rest, his heinous crimes cast such a dark shadow that no one wanted to claim his remains. The consequence was a grim burial in an unmarked grave just beyond the boundaries of Peace, Peace Church Cemetery. Such a end to a life filled with violence and dread is more than enough to prompt a haunting. 
but there's more to this story. Billy Cook's tormented spirit seep in the legacy of evil would surely have kept him restless in the afterlife, regardless of his troubled demise. That's all I got. <laughs> but no, I, I've been there. I've been to there one time. Uh, I didn't really see nothing. I mean, it definitely is an eerie place, but I don't know if it's any more eerie than any other cemetery late at night. Uh, but I will say one thing. Uh, I had a friend who decided to take <clears throat> a piece of rock from Peace Church Cemetery, the grounds. And? This was when I was about 18 years old. Um, I had my own apartment at the time. And they decided to bring it back to my apartment without me knowing. Uh, and then they hid it in my apartment. <laughs> and then my apartment started to become haunted with weird noises. Uh, like just. Cool, 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 yeah. cool, 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 cool. Good. And then. Good, good. The funny part is the friend that brought it over ended up was staying with me for a while. Uh, I had a one bedroom apartment, so he was sleeping in the living room. It wasn't long before he told me that he did that because it, that place was like beepy AF. Uh, just like we'd be, you know, I'd be sleeping in my bedroom and you could hear like someone like stomping through the house. Mm-hmm. I would go out to the living room and he would just be sleeping on the couch. Uh, there was times where, you know, you could hear somebody in the kitchen, like, you know, banging pots and pans. Uh, I mean, there was times that we had a a balcony, we were on the third floor and a little balcony, you know, with the sliding glass door, that sliding glass, glass door would open and shut almost constantly at nighttime. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. That's creepy. And then as soon as he told me about the, you know, piece of rock, I mean, it was, I don't know what, I don't know. It may have been like a piece of, you know, an old headstone. I don't know. It just looked like a piece of rock, but we brought <laughs> it back there, left it there. And then ever since then, nothing happened. So I don't know. Good God. No, thank you. Uh, but this is definitely a place we're going to go. Matt, I've already been there and it creeped me out just sitting next to the car. We're, we're going to go see old Billy Cook. <sighs> Y'all want me to die. Y'all want me to have a heart attack and die. (laughs) Rude. So that's all I have. It's your turn now. Okay. Well, my story is tiny itty bitty compared to yours. And Matt does a way better job (laughs) of doing spooky stories. You want me to read it? No, I don't. Because it's in, it's not as good as yours, but I will do my best. Okay. For one of the most well-known cemeteries out there, Ball Cemetery in Springfield, Nebraska, surprisingly doesn't have a lot of history to it. It began as a small pioneer family cemetery and is still owned by the Ball family today. Aside from its haunted reputation, its greatest claim to fame is that William Lydiard, a.k.a. Rattlesnake Pete, a U.S. Marshal that ended up joining ties 
with Buffalo Bill is laid to rest there. There is only one way in and one way out of Ball Cemetery. Death? No, literally oh, one way in and okay. one way out. There's only one entrance and one way in okay. and one way out. Just literally one way. I thought, I thought you were so using the story So once you are talk. there and you are in the cemetery, you're basically trapped. Once you're in, you are stuck there and you are stuck there with anything paranormal that wants to come and get you. And it will come and get you. The entrance is small with an archway that is wooden covered in vines. Trees cover most of the cemetery. It's not open and it's private. You can't just go. And this place is haunted. Several different apparitions are said to appear. People report hearing a woman. One of them is thought to be Mary Mumford. People report hearing her laugh, her voice in the distance. And when you're in the area of her grave, your clothes being pulled on, being pushed, being kicked. A tall, dark male apparition has been seen on the grounds as well, but he's much more menacing than Mary. People who have snuck in to see for themselves have been left with bruises and scratches. People have been scratched from their Achilles heel all the way up to the back of their calves. Some people with deep cuts all the way up their bodies. People have even had demonic symbols left in their cars just sitting in the parking lot. Because once you get there and you arrive at Ball Cemetery, there's one way in and there's one way out. Literally one road. We don't recommend visiting. We do recommend visiting. No, we don't. It's private. And the caretaker who lives next door guards it with a shotgun. Hmm. So if the paranormal doesn't get you, they probably will. Maybe he's actually a ghost. I don't think so. But they guard it with their life what secrets are they trying to hide I don't know but there's a lot of people who have um, visited there there have been a couple reports of people um, potentially even being possessed who have gone and visited which is terrifying no thank you um, graves have been moved like not graves but grave markers have been moved just on their own, not graves themselves, grave markers. Sorry. I was going to be impressed. <laughs> the <laughs> graves have been moved. Paper. Yes, they just <laughs> moved themselves. Um, but it's terrifying. And um, paranormal investigators even say it's creepy. And that's, I feel like that's saying a lot. So I didn't tell Jordan this before we started this episode, but all four of these places that we just talked about today, I'm going to kill you. Are going to be the first episode of our ghost hunting. Well, we're not going to Nebraska. We are now. <laughs> Matthew, we are not going to Nebraska. I am not going up there. We are going. No, we are not going to Nebraska. You can't disappoint the fans. Yes, we can because that is a private place. It is private and you have to get permission from the owners and we are not going. We will get permission. We are not getting permission. I am not going up there. I am not bringing some sort of demonic possession energy something or other home. I am not doing it. Absolutely freaking no. 
No fucking way. I am not doing it. I will go to the other places, I guess, if my life depends <laughs> on it. No, we are not going. <laughs> this is going to be such a great series. No. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. All of the no. All of the no. So much panic. No. <laughs> and if my ex out there, whoever you were, decided to take me ghost hunting the first time, if you ever hear this and you listen, I remember... No, no. You remember the panic look on my face. It's a no. It's an all no. No, no. 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 Coming soon. I'm literally shaking, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Fred does not scare me. Can we investigate Fred? That would be fun, too. But We can investigate Fred. I'm fine with that. <laughs> We can do oh. an we can do an investigation on Fred. We're gonna have a lot of fun. Well, um, I'll interview Fred. It'll be fine. That, there's a lot more coming up, <sighs> uh, but we hope you enjoyed this special Halloween episode. We hope that you surely did, and uh, I hope that my torture is charming and enjoyable to you in the upcoming future. I'm sure that you'll enjoy. If I have a heart attack, it's on all of you. Thank you for listening. Good night. And don't let the dear lady get you in your sleep. Thank you all for listening to All Things Mysterious. You can find links to all of our social medias below for information, sneak peeks, and laughs. As always, here at All Things Mysterious, we keep you guessing.